that. Amen. I'll announce this after service. You all know that have kids in the back that they are serving something back there for them and they're working for those kids. And uh, so we'll need 10 minutes after service before you go back there. You all just have kids, right? Something that really, y'all ain't going to get mad and quit church and not come, right? That always gets me is some folks will run back and get their kids and then stand at church 30 minutes. Give those people time to deal with it. They've worked hood and they're having a great time back here with their children. So let's deal with that. One of the things that bothers me, this is a great, this is a time that's pretty tough for a lot of people because we're getting into the holidays, right? And uh, uh, when you get into the holidays, the stress and anxiety and all of these things can, can cause you to make mistakes and do things that you don't need to do and fall out with people you don't need to fall out with. You know, holidays can be just disaster. You know, you know how that works, right? And so what I wanted to talk about today is something that will help us uh, to, to, to make it through these holidays and, and, and get through very smoothly. But I want to start with one of the things. Now, I want you to listen to me very carefully. I'm going to go slow. I'm coming from a proverb. One of the problems that we have in this country today is the generational curses. We have generational curses because uh, uh, the lack of wisdom. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? And uh, we, we shouldn't be afraid to be able to look at the Bible and let the Bible direct us. I'm going to tell you about me because some of you all are scared to talk about yourself. The reason that I have made so many, had made so many mistakes in my life, I didn't have the parents to give me the wisdom that I needed to carry on with my life. So at 18, 19 years old and through there, I was feeling myself blindly through life and learning as I went along. When you do that, you make a whole lot of mistakes. The Bible teaches us, come on, I want the men to help me out, because y'all men, y'all with me? Come on. The Bible teaches us that, that a father's wisdom can save a child. Come on. You see, the problem of it is we don't have enough fathers getting wisdom, because they don't come to church. First of all, they can't be spiritual, Right. And they don't have wisdom, so we got all of these generations, third and fourth generations, going through these situations and circumstances without wisdom that they should have gained from their fathers or their grandfathers. One of the biggest problems that we have is that uh, so many children, especially young men, so many young men are raised in a home where there's no father figure. Will we agree with that? Mm -hmm. And see, you can't be a man unless you see a man. I'm going to say it again. You can't be a man unless you see a man, right? That's right? And so, therefore, we have, we got women. Come on, ladies, help me. We got women marrying boys. Come on. Come on, say it again. All right. Well, that's just a fact. Because if the man would take the responsibility that he's supposed to be taking and being the father he's supposed to be taking, there wouldn't be 70% of all these women raising the children by themselves. You see, it's, it's a shame in this country when we talk about divorce, the man divorces the wife and the children. And so then the children are out here trying to make it on their own, especially the young men. And we, every day in the paper, we're hearing about young men shooting young men up, just 
Blue Springs yesterday, a bunch of teenagers, three of them shot up, right? All young men. What hurts is we'll come to church and hear the message, some of you here, and we're upset about the message instead of allowing the message to penetrate through our head to give us the information to make the changes we need to make so we can break these generational curses. Does that make sense? Is that an amen to that? And so uh, we're going to talk about Solomon. You remember when God told Solomon, whatever you ask me for, I will give it to you. That, that's pretty deep. Whenever you ask me for that's money, power, fame, and all that. Solomon says, I want wisdom. So he asked for wisdom so that he could direct the people in the direction they should go. There's two types of wisdom. I'm going to help you out with this. James tells us that we can pray for wisdom. That's to help you in your life. James, the book of James, you can look it up yourself, tells you to pray for wisdom. That's the wisdom that you need in your everyday life. There's three types, really. Then there's the wisdom of what we've lived. You see, and that's the wisdom that we don't want our children to live. So we tell them the mistakes that we made. Don't be ashamed of that as mothers and fathers. No, no, you don't want to be like me. You don't want a mistake to make the mistakes I made. You don't want to make the mistakes that grandpa and grandma made. We got to quit being cowards and speak it out. Is that right? So I can give you some wisdom from the street because you all know my story. So I can give you some wisdom from that. That's one kind of wisdom. Some of that's bad wisdom. But then there's another wisdom that I got when I first got saved was the wisdom uh, that to help me with my life. That helps you with your finances. That helps you with all the different areas. And then, of course, some people are anointed with the gift of wisdom. Then I make that clear. And so Solomon is sitting down talking to, uh, uh, let's just say he's talking to his children. And a lot of this is, remember the, the Old Testament, we hear the word he. Well, it's he and she. All right. So uh, and, and don't be afraid. See, sometimes we are afraid to approach folks and tell people the truth. If I would have knew better, I would have done better. You see, and some of this. Now, there's a scripture that says I will cast your sins upon your third and fourth generation. That's, right. that's scripture. All right. I will cast your sins upon your third and fourth generation. Uh, that's in Exodus 22. You can look that up. So here's the key to it is that's called generational curses. And I don't understand why people don't love their children enough to want to break those curses. Wow. And that don't make sense to me. If you love me, I don't want you to hug, just hug me and love me. Uh, you see, I want you to educate me and, and give me the wisdom, uh, you know. If, and, and in my class that I grew up with, because, you know, I came from a small town, uh, most of the kids, 90% of the kids were all very successful. There was not anyone in my class that came out of a one-parent home. And that's, I graduated in 1964 back in the, that's a small country town. And, of course, I was the only African-American in the, in the class. And all of those people went on to get education, and, and they all went on to be very successful. Well, they weren't any better than me. They just had better parents. Because my stepfather was, uh, my father left, and I don't even know who he was, and my stepfather was an uneducated man. Right? Do you understand? So he couldn't educate me. Taught me how to work. I was a good worker. But when it was time for me to get to Kansas City and to deal with life, I didn't have the skills. So that meant I suffered uh, a little bit. Had, had the ability, but didn't have the skills. Does that make sense? And so Solomon's going to talk to us this morning. And I want all the men and women in here to take inventory of your life. Are you a good parent? Are you a good parent? Now, remember now, parenting ain't for cowards. That's a, yeah, the parenting ain't for cowards. But are you a good parent? 
And this is what you need to think about. And if you fail in one area, then you can start building up and be a better grandparent. Here we go. Turn to Proverbs. I'm going to read from chapter 4, beginning with verse 18, coming from the NIV. And it says that the path of righteousness is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. See, the path of righteousness is, is like a good, shiny day every day. But that is a learned behavior. So for people who learn and come out of good, strong Christian homes, they walk in what? They walk in the light. They walk in the path of righteousness. And those people have a good day. Every day. That's right. Because, see, they're not walking around in darkness. Darkness means ignorance, not ignorant people. Ignorance meaning not have learned the things that I needed to learn or not have been taught these things. That's right. Does that make sense? All right? And then he says, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. It's a deep, and I've lived that life. I've lived that life. It's a deep, very deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They're walking around intoxicated. Do you know ignorance will make you walk around intoxicated? And a lot of people are intoxicated because they drunk on their own understanding. And the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. If you do not have wisdom, you're going to walk around in darkness, and you're going to stumble through life. And some of us know that. We may have it together now, but we stumble through life. We don't want our children and our grandchildren to do that. Is that right? All right. The Bible says, my son, pay attention to and, what I say. And I'm going to do it this right. The, the, the Bible says, my son, and I'm going to put daughters in there. My sons and daughters, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. The problem of it is we got too many parents that ain't got nothing to say. Well, So the kids ain't got nothing to listen to. And I'm passionate about this. You all know I coached at Park University for 25 years, Kansas City Blazers for 25 years, 26 or 27 years, uh, St. Teresa's Academy for four years, all-girls school. Of course, my daughter uh, volunteered me for that. And I've seen this in so many young people. And young people with great potential failed because they didn't have the learning skills because they didn't get it before they got there. They were unprepared people in a prepared place. It's like going to college. If you're an unprepared person in a prepared place in college, you ain't going to make it through college because you're away from home and there's a whole lot of vices out there. And if if you don't have the teaching, you see, and you don't have the knowledge and the understanding, you're not going to be able to make the right decisions. All right? The Bible says, do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. The Bible tells us that when you have a good parent, and we want to be good parents, and we give our children words of wisdom, we want those children to take those words of wisdom with them, no matter, and don't let those words of wisdom out of your sight, and keep them in your heart. And why does the Bible say keep them in your heart? Because, see, have you ever done want something out of your mind, but your heart wasn't in it? Well. Because your heart is the center of your being. All right? So that's why it says keep them in your heart. You see, my parents told me some things I had, uh, some little things I had in my mind, but my heart wasn't in it, so I'd done what I got ready to do because it didn't penetrate to my heart. So here's what, some things are mind deep. uh, See, and that's that's shout. You want it to be heart deep. You want it to be in your heart. There's some people, have you ever told somebody, don't say, man, I get dumb, but some of you have, some of us have. Have you ever told somebody uh, you love them in your mind, but it wasn't in your heart? Come on. 
You see, if, if, see, that's how people get, come on now, that's how people, ladies, you young people, listen, women, listen to me, they're single in here. That's how you get in abusive relationships. He's telling you he loves you in his mind, but his heart's not in it, because if his heart was in it, he wouldn't abuse you. That's right. All right? Or use you, or misuse you. That's right. Amen? Amen? That can be a parent. That can be a friend. All right, here we go. So again, the words from the Bible are saying that they are light to those who find them. And what I want to deal with, what I want to deal with, these words are what? Light to those who find them. There's light. Sometimes, see, a lot of people walk in darkness. They stay in darkness because they don't have the light. You see, you can walk in a dark room and you have wisdom. It'll turn the light on and you'll see what you need to do, when to do, where and how. Right. Are you with That's me? Right. But if you walk in that dark room and you don't have wisdom and you lean to your own understanding, you're in big trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? Again, they are light to those who find them. And this is, this is, this is let, me, let me talk a little bit. How many of you want to be healthy? Amen. We want to live healthy lives. Healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. I want to be healthy in all those areas of my life. My whole life is about being healthy. There's some things that will come up on us, diseases and things that will come up on us we can deal with, okay, and doctors deal with, but I'm talking healthy. You can be healthy and be sick, but you can handle sickness because you're so healthy. Does that make sense? All right. You, you understand what I'm saying? Some of you all don't know me very well because I see a lot of new faces. I'm a three-time cancer survivor, all right? The reason I'm a three-time cancer survivor is God, and I've always been healthy so my body could sustain the chemo and, and all of the other stuff that they put in there. You see, I went in healthy, and my doctors told me that you'll be good. You'll do just fine, Mr. Fields, because they knew I was a pastor, because of your faith and your physical fitness. That's what we talk about. There's going to be some times, even emotionally sometimes, you will go through something, but you'll be able to handle it because you're emotionally healthy. It'll hurt, and you'll cry a little bit, and you'll grieve a little bit. Come on here with me. But you'll be able to handle it because you're emotionally healthy. Does that make sense? Because things in life are going to challenge you. That's your life, you see. But the healthy people make it through. You see, now I'm not being sarcastic. Stay up here with me. You see, there are good people, and it shocks us when someone commits suicide. Well, they, and we, it shocks people because they, their mind was right, and they had jobs, and they had fame. Many of them are movie stars, right? But they weren't healthy emotionally. And so when something came up on them, they couldn't handle life. And let me tell you something. If you ain't went through something, what's my favorite word? You what? You keep living. You're going to get through something that's going to challenge you as a person. Well, if you are healthy, you can fight it off. But if you're unhealthy, it'll take over. And the next thing you know, you fall apart. Amen to that? Amen. All right. Again, we're talking about the scripture and the word that says, that they are light to those who find them. And listen here. And health to a man's whole body. Wisdom is health to a man's whole body. Wisdom, let me tell you something. Wisdom will tell you what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah, it will. It will tell you these things. Wisdom will lead you to the right doctors. That's right. Yeah, well, yes, it will. It'll lead you to the right medication. Wisdom will keep you healthy. It'll, wisdom, wisdom will tell you you need to eat them raw vegetables. If I lean to my own understanding, I'm into cake and ice cream, fried chicken, Popeyes, huh? Churches. Come on, y'all know that's some good stuff, right? 
you, you see, you, well, but wisdom will tell you, you need to go to the vegetable part. Yeah, yes, it will. Wisdom will tell you what to do. It'll tell you what to eat and keep you healthy. That's right. You see, you don't want to trust your appetite. Come on here. Some of us trusted our appetite. You know, because I'm going to make you laugh. You want to hear a joke? Some of you in here trusted your appetite. Say, why you say that, Pastor? You divorced now. Well. See, you didn't know they was coming. I set them up. <laughs> I set them up. That was a good setup. Wasn't that good? You see? But you trusted your own appetite. And you went out and got what pleased you physically. Well. Huh? But it didn't please you in your heart. You see what happens? The, if the Bible's not going to tell you how to deal with your life, why you come to church? If it's not going to help us uh, 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 get away from some of these mistakes you're making, why we come to church? If the Bible is not going to challenge you as a man, why are you reading it? Well, it is to challenge your manhood, your womanhood. It is to challenge us as Christians. It is to challenge us as mothers and fathers and sons and daughters. Yes, husbands and wives. It is to challenge us. It is to challenge us with our very health because some things we are in charge of. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And then it tells us that above all else, guard your heart. And it tells us above, above all else, guard your heart. Call, and say amen when I, if, if you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, how many mistakes have you made in your life because you did not guard your heart and you allow the wrong people, the wrong things to get in your space? Come on. The Bible is telling us to guard our heart. I have been, I've been doing this over 40 some years and I've seen people beat down physically beat down and still tell me they love the, the person that abused them because they let that in their heart. That's right. They let people misuse them because they let that in their heart. You have to be careful who you let in your heart and what, you, what is said that goes into your heart. You have to, the Bible's telling you to guard your own heart. God ain't supposed to guard it. You're supposed to guard it. How do you guard it? You guard it with wisdom. That's right. And the heart is the heart is an organ that is a life source. Your heart is your very organ of life source. What, what happens when one has, gets stressed out? Heart attack. What's the number one killer? Keep calm. He's right. Heart number attack. one killer in the, in the United States of America is stress called from goes to the heart. The Bible's done told us this. Said you got to guard your physical heart and your spiritual heart. That's right. All right. Again, it is a life source and is regarded as a seat of affection. And it is a seat of affection, and you got to guard your seat of affections, or you put some infection, something, affections, infection. Yeah, you'll be putting right. some infections in your heart instead of some affections in your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a seat of understanding. It's, it's where your understanding is. Of all that, all that ways, get an understanding. All right? So Sometimes you need to get to understanding who you ain't. Come on, say that again. Do you understand? Yes, you need to know who you ain't. It's important to know who you ain't. Because if you don't know who you ain't, you're going to step in some place that you're not qualified to step into. All right? It's the seat of intelligence. It's the seat of intelligence. Have you ever done something that was dumb? That was plum stupid. Why did I let that in? Didn't guard your heart. Feelings. And we know how feelings. You know what feelings can do. Come on. Passions. You know, feelings and passions will get us in a whole lot of trouble. And will. And our will. And Jesus had to guard his heart. When he was struggling, he had to say, Father, not my will, thy will be done. Because, you know, sometimes my will ain't God's will. So I had to guard my heart because I'll get into Johnny Chesterfield Jr. And that dude, wow, we don't want him doing nothing. 
Right? I'm even scared of him. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get nervous when he steps in, and sometimes he still try to step in. Yeah, it is. All right, keep going, please. And the will such as love, joy. See, you, your heart is love. You got to guard your heart because you don't want the wrong love to get in there. Come on. See, it, it, I'll tell you something, because we have some young people here. I'll tell you something. I, if you don't guard your heart, I have seen folks that's been raised by good parents. I'm talking about good parents. Let an idiot get in there and tell them something and change everything they've learned in 25 minutes. All at once now, boyfriend knows more than mom and daddy. Come on here. Amen to that. Some of us have lived that. All right, yeah, but you don't understand. No, I don't understand. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that didn't go over too good. I know some of them young people look like, why they bring me that church that day? I'm going to hear about this all week. That is true, but that is true. How many of you see, we've been there, but raised you up, changed your diapers, got you through school, educated you, fed you, tried to do the best they can, and here comes Joe. Get in your life, and he knows more than both parents. Come on. Because you didn't guard your heart. All right, I'm done with that. I, I know somebody said, Phew. all right, here we go. Grief. Grief. And it'll bring you grief. You didn't guard your heart, didn't listen, didn't take the wisdom, and that that you thought was love and joy turned to grief. All right? Enmity, courage, and pleasure. That's where it's all at. And you got to guard that. Especially, there's that last one, pleasure. Because sometimes pleasure will overrule Mm. common sense. Well. All right, did I do all right with that? And, you, you're going, and young people, you're going to love pastor anyway, right? Because I've seen some folks looking like, uh-huh. You better listen to him. They're right because this is wisdom coming from the pulpit, and you hear because God wanted you to hear. That's right. All right? Again, the Bible says, <coughs> guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Your heart is the wellspring of life. Your heart is the wellspring of life. Wellspring. Something or someone that provides a large amount of a good source of continual see, supply. See, you want that wisdom, and you want to guard your heart that, that folks have given you that wisdom, and you want to supply it every time I get in this situation. No, I want wisdom. I don't want to deal with my feelings. I don't want to deal with my emotions. I want to be guided by wisdom. But you got to be taught it. And so many of us in here wasn't taught it. There's some good people incarcerated. They weren't taught anything. That's right. They didn't, nobody gave them wisdom to live their life. You see, some of us have been bruised and wounded, and we're doing everything we can to tell you, you don't want to walk that road we walked. Amen? And some, of, some, of, some in here haven't been good parents. Start today. Become a better grandparent and grandparent today. All right, here we go. It says in verse 24, to put away perversity from your mouth. And to put away that foolishness from your mouth. Well, we can use that now at the White House, couldn't we? Yeah, can I say it? Say it, Pastor. The White House has just become like the odd house for real now. Everybody talking trash. I, I said trash. Everybody talking trash. It's crazy. Folks doing this, saying this, lying about this, going to do this. And nothing changing. There's more hate in this country, more abuse in this country than ever, you know? Got to have security in churches, security in grocery stores. You see? 
because somebody's listening to somebody else and that somebody else has influenced that other person to listen to what they're saying and they're hating people they don't even know. That's crazy. Go ahead. All right. The Bible says, keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. This ought to be in your household. That ought to be any name calling in your house. Well, that gets quiet every time you do that one. My wife's mother named her Gwen. That is her name. She should be called that. All the time. All the time. All right. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Keep your eyes straight ahead. The Bible says don't look neither to the what? Left, Left or right. right. Keep, keep, keep looking at Jesus. Mr. Bobswell, that is a hard thing to do when you got all that music talking to you in your ear because they're talking to you over here and they're talking to you over here. You see, and they're saying things over here. And if you keep listening to that, it'll cause you to do this. But if you keep your eyes on the wisdom that the parent have given you, God wisdom and the word of God, you keep just keep this way, keep this way. Right. I can't look over here because if I look too long, it influences me. That's right. And if it influences me so long, I'll do wrong. This is good teaching, folks. All right, here we go. It also says, fix your gaze directly before you. Mm-hmm. Make level paths for your feet. Make level paths. Watch out. Watch where you're walking. Make it level. And take the only ways that are firm. Take firm ways. Firm and solid and concrete ways. Quit being shaky. All right? Do not swerve to the right or left. Don't swerve to the right or left. You know better. Keep your foot from evil. Keep it from evil. Some of us adults in there, y'all can say amen to this. When you grew up and some of us knew right from wrong, but we swerved to the right or we swerved to the left and we stepped into evil. Come on. We've done that. Right? I love it. You parents just bringing your children to church. That's the only drug they can say, hey, mama drugged us. How she drug us? Daddy drugged us. They drug us to church. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maybe you'll get addicted to the Holy Ghost. Come on. All right, that's good. I ought to be a pastor. Go ahead. Now back up to uh, verse 4, same Proverbs 4. I'm going to read to verse 8 from the NIV. And it says that then he taught me and he said to me, Take hold of my words. With all your heart, keep my commands and you will live. You want to live a long life? Better listen. There's one promise God made that ought to just terrify. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the face of the earth. Right. He's promising you he's going to shorten them. You see, you will never get in trouble if you got God parents, good parents, praying for you that biblical solid parents, not every parent, good God parents. You will never do wrong listening to them. And God will bless you. You see, I was kidding Isaac the other day. There's a scripture. I don't know where it's at right now. It even says, uh, take care of your elderly parents. I said, I know why you take care of us. I thought you loved me. You're doing it for a blessing. <laughs> he, he does it because he loves us. But it's a scripture. It's in there. It's in there. You want to be blessed? You got good parents? Honor those parents. And sometimes, no, my mother taught me better. Daddy taught me better. Well, they don't know everything. They know I, all I need to know. And they know all I need to do. Amen to that. Amen. All right, here we go. But here's the key. It says, first of all, get wisdom. Get it. Get understanding. Get it. 
Do not forget my words or turn away from me. You want to be a powerful parent, this is what you ought to be able to tell your child. Open that Bible up and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get wisdom and we're going to get an understanding. Well, what? We're not going to lean on our understanding. We're going to get wisdom from God. He'll tell you, you know, that's why 70% of all people have jobs, hate the jobs they own. They didn't get the wisdom to lead and guide them. Mama wanted me to be this. Daddy wanted me to be this. This makes more money. Some of you working jobs now you don't like. This killing you. All right, keep going. Oh, God, that was good. Okay. Somebody in here agrees with me. All right, here we go. Where am I at? Six? Verse six. Okay. It says, do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Yeah, men, men fathers in here, when you, when you sit down and talk to your sons about the first relationship, female relationship they ought to get in, take them to the Bible. See, this is the first woman you ought to fall in, fall in love with. Wisdom. Right. She'll protect you. She'll watch over you. Wisdom will help you make your decisions in your life. So fall in love with her first. And then if you fall in love with her first, then she'll bring you to second love and you'll get the right one. That's right. Say amen to that. Amen. I need a hand clap for that. That's good. All right. All right. Then it says in verse 7, wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is supreme. There is nothing more supreme than wisdom after God. Nothing. Wisdom is supreme. All right. Therefore, get wisdom. Mm-hmm. Though it cost all you have. No matter what it cost. Get understanding. Get an understanding. Before you do anything, get wisdom and then get an understanding. That's how you do it. Before I do anything, I get wisdom and wisdom gives me an understanding of which direction I need to go, what I need to do with this situation or this circumstance. All right. Then we're told to cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. You got to cherish wisdom. And she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. You want to hear something crazy? First lady's a beautiful lady, isn't she? Amen. Now, now back in the day, y'all's pastor never dated like complected women. I said, I ain't dating no like complected women. The blacker the bear, the sweeter the juice. Do you know what I'm saying? Y'all know I'm a streak. I came from the street. Come on here. That's where I came from. Amen to that. And so I was not ever going to date a light-complexed woman because I like them chocolate girls. You see what I'm saying? Right? I've been married 48 years to what? A carnal girl, right? See, God, wisdom had more sense than I had. Come on. Do you understand? No, that's for real. That's right. Ain't y'all grateful? Because Gwen Fields, Gwen uh, Robinson was my first salvation. She saw me. I got with her. That got me into the real salvation. Yeah. Them other honeys, we wasn't going to church. church. <laughs> you see where I'm going? Not that church. This one brought me to the church. Come on. Which eventually called me to be standing here. That's right. Amen. Wisdom. All right. All right. Didn't follow my, good thing I didn't follow my senses. Okay. I'm talking them five senses. That's right. Them five senses wasn't, wasn't headed that direction. Come on here. Get That's me right. out of this quickly. <laughs> All right. The Bible says in Proverbs 12 and 18 that the words of reckless pierce like swords. Be careful what you say to who you say it to. 
I want everybody to get this. You can devastate a child by what you say to that child. And it doesn't have to be your child. You have to be very careful what you say to one another. You can devastate each other, what siblings can say to each other. This is what the scripture is saying. Be careful what you say. Some people don't get over it. There are some people that get caught up into that and it paralyzes them because they didn't guard their heart and they didn't have the wisdom to guard their heart and they live a whole life of insecurity because of what somebody said to them. That's right. All right? But it says the tongue of the wise brings healing. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. When we, I'm going to go to husbands and wives here for a minute. We need to say things to heal each other. That's right. Not hurt each other. That's right. Families, hear me. We need to say things to heal each other, not hurt each other. Sometimes you can heal somebody by what you say. That's right. Just like you can hurt them, reverse it and say healing words to one another. You see, be kind to one another. She's having a bad day. Bring her out of it. Come on. By saying kind things. Healer. Yeah. He's having a bad day. Say something to him. Kind. The healing. The child's had a rough day at school today. Say something the kind to heal him. You see, well, she's only 12 years old and she's crying over her little boy. You're too young to know anything about. You'll be okay, sweetheart. Mama done that. You can say things to heal. You ain't too young to hurt. And you ain't too young to be devastated. Be careful what we say to one another. Come on, church. We're going to start saying healing things when y'all go home. And when somebody's out of line, somebody needs, oh, oh, we don't do that in here. That ain't healthy. All right? I'm going to read that again, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Please do. It says, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Say that. The tongue of the wise brings healing. And we want to live a healthy life. Come on. I want to live a healthy life. I want to live a healthy life. I'll speak healing words. I speak healing words. And I'll only heal, hear healing words. And I want to hear Say amen to that. Words. All right. Yeah, all right, you can do that. All right, here we go. We're told in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7, to not be wise in our own eyes. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 do, don't do that. Don't think you know it all. You, see, you ever sit there and know more than the preacher? Everybody do, yeah, yeah. Everybody know more than the pastor. No, they'll go home sometime. Well, he don't know what he's talking about. It's that's that's that. No, don't be wise in your own eyes. That's right. I'm not. That's why I have all them commentaries at home. If you all would come and see me put a lesson together, you say, "What has he got all them books for?" Because he doesn't want to be wise in his own eyes. Stanley's got a better understanding than that, so I look him up. David Jeremiah's got a better understanding than that, so I look at what he's got to say. T.D. Jakes has got something over here I can take. All right? We're told to fear the Lord and shun evil. Fear the Lord and shun evil. It means in reference of. I don't want to let God down. Do you know something? When God gives you a talent, you get mad at your parent, and so you don't want to do the talent you have, you ain't letting the parent down. They didn't give you the talent. That's right. You're letting God down. He gave it to you. That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. The Bible says that this will bring health to your body. It'll, I keep going about this health. It'll bring health to your body. You ain't never seen a happy person sick. 
I ain't talking about myself. I'm talking about they happy. They don't have a sick spirit. See, it touches my spirit when I see little kids walk sometimes in this church and they're like this. It bothers me because somebody said something to make them sick. Some of you sitting in here, I've counseled with you. It started when you were here. Amen? Amen. Again, talking about wisdom and the Word of God, it says that this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You want to be healthy? Start speaking wisdom and listen to it. All right? The message says it this way. Don't assume that you know it all. Hmm. Run to God. Run from evil. Don't assume you know it all. Run to God. Sometimes God puts somebody in your life to run to. Don't think you know it all. All right? And if you do this, it says your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. You have life. You have life. And you have energy. You want to go home. You want to be a family. You want to be successful. You want to go to church. You're excited about life. Some of you all, if you would come to my house, you would say, that's Pastor Fields. I'm the biggest kid in my family. I enjoy my life. You see, now that I'm back over this message about through, the only problem I got is I got the vegetables at home. I got the salad at home. What do I want to eat? What kind of meats do I want to eat? And I'm going to watch the Chiefs. That's right. That's right. 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 And me and, and, me and my home, we're going to, you know, I like that, brother. You see? And I'm going to have a good time. And, and in my house, Gwen's got her chair over there. You know, she's a Raider fan. she got a Raider blanket. And I got mine over here, Green Bay. And the Raiders, they pathetic. <laughs> and Green Bay's on their way to it. So she's covered up with the Raider. I'm covered up with Green Bay, and we saying, go Chiefs. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? That's life, and that's enjoying life. And this is why some people don't come to church, because they know you go to church, and they see your pathetic self, and they say, why would I want to go to church and be like them? Amen to that. We want to enjoy our life. We want to enjoy life. We want our kids to enjoy life. I I enjoy being Isaac's dad. And I come in, Isaac never calls me dad in church, and we're trying to figure out what to do. He said, you the pastor. You see, but I enjoy being a father. I enjoy being a grandfather. I enjoy life. I enjoy being you all's pastor because I enjoy my life. And I want you to enjoy your life as much as I enjoy mine. And say amen to that. God bless you. Amen. Yeah, that's good stuff. We are going to, there's two places to sign up. One is for safe haven. We always feed, it's a battered women's shelter, right? And we feed them for the last 20 years, for the last 20 years. And they love it because they don't, the cooks can spend, spend time with their families. And when they told Edda that and she told me that, that just made my heart happy. The cooks were so happy because they don't have to, they can be with their family. And the families, come on here, the families get good meals. Those women and their children get good meals because, and I'm not cutting these people, all right? You know that the people who work at Safe Haven can't cook like some of y'all up in here. That's right. That's just true. All right? right. So we want to make sure we sign up. And somebody who can cook turkeys good, 
and uh, needs to do that because I don't see anybody sign up for any turkeys back there. If you can cook it good and you don't have the money, come see me. All right, because we, we're not going to cut those people short. One year there was like 40 kids, was that right? Like 40 kids over there. And they get a chance to eat a good Thanksgiving meal because of Christ Temple North. We owe that to them and we owe that to God. All right. Then there's another one signing out there for the Salvation Army. And we do it every year. We sign up and you go there for, somebody help me, three or four hours? How long is it? Three or four hours and you pack stuff up. You don't bring anything. All you bring is your hands. And I think kids up to 10 years old, kids 10 years and up can be there. And if you've got a kid that's big, just come see me. You're 10. All right. You see, because let me tell you, families, every family in this church that's got children, teach them how to serve. Teach your children how to serve. Amen. Second is, if you have children in the back, they need 10 more minutes because they've cooked stuff for those kids and they've got stuff for those kids. Respect those people back here. Take your time before you get back there. Amen. Is that it? The Isaacs are on their way 